So Lance will be gone until Lance will be gone until I'm visiting the schnitzels. Visiting the schnitzels. What up my schnitz? What up my schnitz? Don't shorten it. Don't shorten it. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. And we'll never be royal. It's a one in our blood. That kind of love's just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. Good Friday morning, everybody. John and Kel, along with BMAC, here with you over the next three hours here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm, I am blowing my nose and that's stuck on the twitch that's what the twitch people get to and see like half of my body but headless right is the other part so i'm not sure yeah. how much they're enjoying the start to the show right you know and, and bmac we got a good shot of bmac there too he's got to restart the thing looks like so twitch sorry for the next couple of minutes but the stream should be okay and hopefully we hope you can hear us on ice m5 we can only hope well. what do you know about lord john because this is what we're hearing what is this? Why are we playing Lord? I don't know why Frank made this the open. But Aren't this they is, English? She is Australian? Well, uh, okay, so, but Lance is in Germany. Yes. With his schnitzels. Well, I don't like that What up, my schnitz? It's not great. He, yeah, but Lord is New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. So I'm not sure what the co- correlation is. Shouldn't we have been here like Ramstein or something? If we're talking about yeah, Lance in Germany. Should, uh, or Nina, uh, yeah, uh, Red Balloon. Uh, what was that? Ninety nine. Oh yeah, I know. Ninety nine. Yeah, I know that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, but as far as correlating Lance's absence to a song, I'm not sure it's a great choice. Yeah, no, that's Frank. You messed up. But at least you weren't offensive. Well, for a change. To be fair, he's he's just pointing out how offensive you guys are. No, 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 no. He's offensive. There's no no question. He takes everything out of context and and makes it. Uh, that much worse. That's comedy. That's what we call. That's comedy. not comedy. Out of context. Out of context. That's actually inaccuracies. So it's not funny when I play something from you when you say you're sticking it in your mouth and you're doing it wrong. That's not funny. Out that's, of that's not funny at all. <laughs> I feel like it's actually funny. it's inaccurate. I play it because it's out funny. Of context. I play it because it's funny. No, not funny in the least. Not in the okay, least. Okay, I've been told new information. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. Well, you've been told. I've been told all day. That Brock Purdy is the reason that the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy stinks. Brock Purdy, just he threw for 310. So what? That's I, touchdown right there. That was his best throw of the night. Uh, the, the fade to Debo still wasn't in a great spot, by the way. Uh, touchdown. The talent around him is so superior than than what anyone it has. It really is. He, he can do what he did last night is, you know, stop receivers' feet on throws, miss guys in the flats force guys to make pirouettes in the air and they still turn those things into 10 yards after the catch. I was watching the the Prime uh obviously everyone's watching Amazon Prime but their their next gen broadcast so you're seeing a different view and they show you at the time how many yards per catch there are um once a guy's tackled and the the 49ers are kings of that we know the Shanahan offense does that but the level that it that they go to to make him look like a like a let's say a a replacement level quarterback is nuts. Those it's just a, a remarkably talented team on all sides of the ball. They really are. And, and Brock Purdy's probably the least talented person on that offense. He just so happens to play quarterback. <laughs> well, now, you, I mean, he's just a little off a lot. That, that was last night. He's been much better than he was last sure, night. Sure, but he's never great. Well, he's Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant. There's a reason he was Mr. Irrelevant. However, I think the show before ours the three people with Chris Canty, the other two, I don't know. Same. Yes. They were, the guy was saying, this is the year. They have the most pressure on them because they have the best situation in football with a quarterback on his, especially that rookie deal. When you're, you know, you could be on a rookie deal, but if you're the number one overall pick, you're making a lot more money than Mr. Irrelevant is on your rookie deal. So this is the ideal situation for the 49ers, and they have to do it now before they have to pay a Brock Purdy. Paying Brock Purdy is a bigger mistake than paying Daniel Jones. So I don't know that, well, it depends on how far Brock Purdy's going to take them. Understood. But I came in and told you that, at least earlier this week, I think I might have called Brock Purdy souped up Jimmy G. I'm taking it back. I insulted Jimmy G. He's not He's not as good as Jimmy G. He just, at least, at least going into the a- NFC title game, he was the healthier version of Jimmy G. And even then, he got hurt too. Kyle Shanahan and that offense and that and that infrastructure, 
is going to pretty much play well as long as you can throw a forward pass. And they, the, the 49ers didn't have a guy who could throw a forward pass because in the title game because Brock Purdy, I heard, then the, the backup Johnson had a concussion. So that was what they were dealing with in the title game. That's the only thing that probably stopped them last year. I don't, I, I don't know what else to say other than he's not good. He's okay, but he's not good. And, but he will, he will thrive because of everything around him. And if they pay him, despite finding out that you can put anyone in that offense, as you point out, Mr. Relevant, don't pay Brock Purdy. Just go draft another guy. Well, you can put anybody in there, but can they take – because you put Jimmy G in there, and you can take you to the Super Bowl. He can't win a Super well, Bowl Brock, for you, know, though. We don't know that Brock Purdy can win a no, Super Bowl. No, we don't know that. You don't know that. But if Brock Purdy does do that, Fine. if Brock Purdy makes that throw that Jimmy Garoppolo missed in the Super Bowl when he had a guy wide open to win the game – He won't. Well, <laughs> you don't know that. He won't. How do you know that? Because he won't. Treat him like a running back. For four years, you can use him, and then once it's time, beat it. Well, in this case, you're probably right. It, unless he really, really is not. He's not. Listen, he threw for three ten and two touchdowns. How many? You, of the, okay. How many of those? Go are get yet? your second overall pick. How and, many? Get, of, and see how that Zach Wilson's going to work out well, for he, you. Well, don't compare him to the worst quarterback on the in the league. Probably. How many yak yards were there? That's a that's a point because he threw a one yard out to a flat route to George Kittle. He turned it into twenty six yards. That is what he. That is well, what that's what that offense does. Though. Exactly. So. Yeah. Don't I'm not going to use the 310 because the 310 doesn't but, mean as much. But they had Trey Lance who they could, well, traded the world for away for and and guess what? He couldn't do it. The number 3 well, overall he, pick. How long was he in before he got hurt? How many games did he play before he got hurt? Listen, Matt Schaub was in this system. You can you can put most any guy in there. Matt Schaub got paid, right? Matt Schaub went and Matt Schaub it was amazing to me that, you know, the same coaches, the same style of offense, Robert Griffin the third and Matt Schaub are running. Well, that, you just speak to their ability to change things. Uh, yeah, it was the same system, but you know they change things depending on the obviously, talent level. Obviously, but Trey Lance didn't play a lot of games. Rock Purdy's one one advantage was he played a lot of football at Iowa State. Yeah, Trey Lance did not do that. He was always going to be a developmental prospect. And then when he got hurt, circumstances led to Brock Purdy and having his great, at least the team having great success. So they said, you know what, we're going to have to dump Trey Lance because we have an at least right now an established starter. I don't know if I'm writing off Trey Lance. He just didn't have he didn't play a lot of well, football and Brock Purdy did, and so now Trey Lance had to get traded because well, Trey Lance ain't gonna see the field for you know what? He's gonna true. play a lot less football that's, being with the Cowboys. It's now. true. Uh, but we know why the 49ers made the trade for Trey Lance. They saw Jimmy G as putting a ceiling on them and they wanted an, a superior talent because they thought they could mold him into their offense and use the superior talent to c- clean up the margins. Like things that Jimmy G cost them they thought Trey Lance wouldn't because of his ability to throw the football and run a little bit now they have their next Jimmy G and it might be okay they may make another Super Bowl but it won't be because of Brock Purdy he he will just be a steward he won't be a guy who's elevating the offense they were they will elevate him and if the 49ers are smart and it's a couple years from now they're not elevating him into a big payday I gotcha um oh okay so Lord wrote that song after seeing a picture of George Brett in National Geographic. The Astros play the Royals tonight. Oh, that's, boy, that's a reach, no, Frank. Particularly for a non-pop, Frank, a non-pop show. Now, who's digging into Royal, who's digging into Lord that way? Well, no, I guess I've heard. I think I heard. I that probably too. heard that. Too. I think I heard that too. But but man, that's a stretch, but that's Frank. Only, but that's only because I know who she is. If you didn't, did you know who she was? Uh yeah no I've heard the song oh, okay. obviously okay. Yeah. yeah yeah everyone's heard yeah. the song yeah so uh and and you know what for good reason and that's probably what we should have started with this is the biggest series of the year they're all going to be big because of what to date yes this is the biggest series of the year because of what the Astros and not have done. only that but they suck against bad teams and. They really, really, really need to play well, especially now. It, this is a so this is going to be an interesting weekend. What do we want? We've got three games between the Rangers and the Mariners. Obviously, we want the Astros to win every game against the Royals, and it's unacceptable to do anything other than sweep them. It is unacceptable behavior, Astros. Unacceptable. You need to sweep the Royals, period. Then you will be three games over 500 at home this season. That's how bad you've been. You are a 500 home team. They fixed the the the, the batter's eye in the outfield. You still only scored two runs against the Orioles, despite the fact. 
you need to destroy the Royals this weekend. Now, what do we want to happen? What do we want to happen in the... Oh, my God. This is... Fans in the stands now. You're showing a picture of a fight in the in the stands in San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. People are just stupid. So, so what do we want between the Mariners and the Rangers? One team to dominate or back and forth? They're playing seven games over 10 days. We want them to split or we want one team to dominate? Well, Brian McTaggart tweeted about it. He thinks it would be best if... As far as the entire seven game stretch between the Rangers and the Mariners, that the Mariners go the excuse me, the Rangers go four, three, or five and two. So he's looking for the Mariner the Rangers to at least win the seven, and he hopes for for them to win two out of three in both series. He thinks that's best for the Astros. Well they yeah, four two out of two, well, he wants well, them to sweep, sweep and sweep. then and then yeah. Yeah, a sweep or at least somehow get the five and two. Five and two. Before, yeah. He because we have the tiebreaker against the Rangers. Yes. And if that's the case, if if we tie with the Rangers for the best record, we would win the division. Correct. And we want to win the division because well, we would have home field advantage, and that would be why would we want that? I forget. Because the the assumption no. throughout history is playing at home no. is better for you. Yeah, the Astros not, have decided that's not the case this year. Case, no. But the thought is, you want to it's, be division winners. You'll save you'll save your pitching too. That. I mean, you definitely want to win. Yes. You want to win the division. You yes. do. So the Rangers winning five of seven is op- optimal. Or, well, don't forget, you've got to take care of your business against well, Seattle. Well, that is the other thing. You might want to win some baseball games. So if you take care of your business in Seattle and win two out of three or sweep them, then you, don't, you, you probably don't need that much help. No. You, are you saying winning your baseball games? Your winning, own baseball yes, games? Yes. Okay. And then you've got to go to Arizona to finish up the season. And... There's no bigger rivalry in in all the sport. I, look, I know baseball. They're scheduling things coming to play, and they all, a lot of times they make no sense. But how did we wind up with a, an, a, car, a Diamondback series in the season? Because ever because there's one, and it's the Astros. You would think that they would put the A's against the uh, the Pirates in the because every every series there has to be an American League and a National League team because there's 15 teams. So there's an odd number of teams. But the Astros who are vying for a division or, well, you know what? They probably thought, well, the Astros, that'll be over already. So we're just going to bury them again. Yeah, what's the difference? The Astros already have won that division, which they've done every year now so easily that there's no, it doesn't make any difference. Now, we'll put the Rangers and the Mariners together because to, maybe one of those teams will be fighting for a wild card. And it turns out that, you know, that Diamondback series is huge for the Astros. And hopefully, oh, what about, you got to face Stromy? You got to face Stromy in the last three games? You think it's a Stromy revenge series where his pitching will shut down the Astros? You th- if you don't think Stromy's going to be putting everything into that series, you may be, you're wrong, my friend. It's three games left. He's probably going to be napping. He wants to spoil. No, he's not going to. Be sure. He, he's, he's an older gentleman. He's, he the last a- final series of the year. Will he even be at the ballpark? He will. Yes, he'll be at the. He'll be at the ballpark. The yes. Is, how many people will be at that ballpark? He might. He might be. Na- you think he's Tony Larusa? He sleeps during the game. I think he. I think he might take a a nap. No. Maybe not sleep for the entire two and a half he, hours, but get fifteen <laughs> minutes in. Stop. He's not that. He's not Tony Larusa old. Well, when the Diamondbacks are hitting. Why are you being disrespectful? No, he's, no, no. He's not. How old is he? Uh, no, I don't think he's Tony. When LaRusso the Diamondbacks old. are hitting, he probably takes a nap. Man. No, he doesn't take a nap. He's going over with nah, his pitcher. Nah, as soon as that final Look at film, as soon as that final out is recorded, he hits the snooze. You're the worst. He goes that, to bed. This is ageism. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, it's actually directly <laughs> ageism. Actually, I can't even defend myself. Actually, yeah, it is the antithesis. Not it's the exact thing that ageism is. Suggesting that an old person can't do their job because they're old. BMAC is here. Somebody is a nice person. Somebody is. Well, well at least we finally have a nice producer. I just think that he's I, not going to put play stuff I, that's embarrassing. I take naps too. I'm not nearly as old. And I'll take a nap. Yeah. During no, work I if I can. A, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a nap today. Yeah. What's, no question. There's no issue. I just think at the end of the season when you're saying he's taking naps during the game. There's not a lot to do. When when the team is hitting it's baseball, yeah, it's what's baseball. he what's he gonna do? You think you could take a nap in right field though? Depending on who's the pitcher, stop. Who doesn't allow a lot of fly no, balls? No, no, no. You're if, a little disrespectful. If you got a ground yourself. ball pitcher, I think I think you could take a nap in right. We got uh, calls. Gilbert wants to get in here. So does JT. Why why is he 
all over the well we got news from the Texans yesterday that was we we talked about it during the show it happened during the show that broke the news with uh, Derek Derek Stingley so we'll talk about that and more on the other side right here on ESPN 975 and 925 right now I'm talking about HRP hrp.net 281-880-6525 uh Mike Holly a, a great coog, Mike Holly, a block for Andre Ware. Mike Holly then started a business up here that has been spectacular, and he started it from from the ground up, from scratch, and he's turned this into just a great admin company. And listen, they will help you in your business. They will help with the bottom line. They will customize a plan that is going to make your business better. That is going to make you save you money. That is going to. Uh, I'm telling you, they know business. There's a there's no, maybe a lot of things that you are doing wrong right now, and they're going to say, "Well, you could no, you got to do do this this way, this way, this way." They seen they've got all different businesses. There's not one business that they 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 hone in on. All different types of businesses, but they have maybe practices that you're not aware of that you can save money. I, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but they but they broke down one company and they said we can save you one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. That goes to the bottom line. Are you kidding me? That's huge. So if you're looking for a great way to to change your company and make it better, HRP.net two eight one eight eight zero sixty five twenty five or HRP.net. ESPN ninety seven five dot com on the Chase Long. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Okay, so, yeah, we were talking about the Diamondbacks. They're in the thick of it, actually. They're in the wild card right now, and they're going to have to continue to fight because they've got... So, the the Phillies are in. Um, more, they're yeah, probably, not officially, but they're making them. My standings are off. The lines are off, so I was looking at... At, at the at the Diamondbacks, and I was like, "Well, they're not. They're seventy six and seventy seven because my lines are off." And no, they're eighty one and seventy two, and they're actually the second wild card team in the National League. And then there's a fight for the third. The Cubs uh, are seventy nine and seventy four. So are the Marlins, and the Reds are seventy nine and seventy five. So there's a battle, a big battle going on in the National League. Eighty one and seventy two. The Diamondbacks are going to get into the postseason. So Strami is, well, they they got a two-game lead. So Strami, they are going to be fighting and clawing that series. Sure, the team will, but Strami may take a couple naps. And you know what? The Astros are oh, quite, you know what? I like it because the Astros are better against good teams. They're better when the, the stakes are higher. That is what has been the case throughout their their run, certainly in this year. Even until, this year. until most recently, the Orioles Orioles had decided, well, they're not better against us right now, uh, taking two out of three. So you, you would hope that we don't need another. What happened in Baltimore, though? Yeah, but oh, yeah. we're talking about now. You okay. know, the, the most important games, as you pointed out. Every game's important. Yeah, well, but, game you, but you said this series upcoming is the most important series of the well, season. Well, yes, but, now, but that one wasn't. So that one wasn't. So they played better in the series that was less important? Right. They played. So doesn't that go against your theory of, of them <laughs> stepping up when it matters most? I don't know what we're, we're arguing right now. Okay. I do know that JT wants to get in here, and, and he's none too pleased with the Texans. What do you say, JT? Good morning, gentlemen. It's a uh, true honor to speak to the uh, the man of the people, John Granado. Thank you. I, I know the man of the people does not take off on a uh, Friday right before college football Saturday. I know, right? So, so thank you, John. Yeah, that never happened exactly. before. <laughs> Middle of the for, football uh, season? Yeah, no. Thank you for doing the Lord's work, John, for thank coming you. in this morning. Thank and you for your work. service. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, since we're talking about the Astros real quick, I, I want to put in my two cents on that. You know, John, uh, that, that last game against uh, whoever it was, Baltimore, it, it, all of a sudden you saw a sense of urgency out of Dusty, right? Where was that, the, the, you know, the previous 30 games when we've been in a dogfight going, you know, just trying to get back into to first place of this? Dusty has been so lackadaisical this season, it's, it's, it's almost ridiculous. You can almost look at his lineup card, and you, you look at it, and you're wondering, what the heck is this guy thinking? And then he has the arrogance to say that Diaz, the city of Houston, and the organization – is going to thank him for the way that he's handling Diaz. 
I just don't get it. I mean, the way the Astros organization was was operating this past season when you got Jim Crane who, you know, we we all praised him when he built the, you know, the best organization that uh, Houston has ever had through the numbers. And then he wants to, you know, go about face and say, we're going to go more baseball type people. And now you're giving Dusty more power. James Click and Dusty didn't see eye to eye, but so James Click would start, you know, making choices for him. And it got us to a World Series. He had the best bullpen that MLB has ever seen. Now you give full power to Dusty. I don't think Dana's really going to push back against Dusty. And it kind of reverting back to the needs of Dusty's past history as a manager. Overusing bullpens, questionable decisions in the lineup. Like, nobody's had more lineup changes than Dusty. When you have a lineup that's got great players and all-stars, and then you've got a young kid that's coming up who looks like an all-star, but yet you're going to sit him for a 36-year-old catcher who's in decline. So that, that, that's all I got about that. But, but the... Go ahead. You had a Texans thought quickly. Yeah, yeah, t- Texans real quick. Um, why you why you let Nick Casario continually stay in that position after what you've seen? Yeah, he did a great job with Deshaun. Yes, he did a great job with the uh, salary cap, but drafting in New England and drafting, I. You, you, you get what you get. Was Will Anderson a generational type player? Where well, you're going to give up? The, the 13 pick, the top pick in the second round, and let's face it, a top three pick this year for Will Anderson. And I know it's for C.J. Stroud. Okay, take C.J. Stroud there and take what you get at 13. Last year was a year to continually to gain access, get more, and to continue to build this team. I don't get it. Hmm. I don't. I, I don't understand why people run to this guy and are ready, so ready to defend him. <laughs> It's just not good. The Texans are what they are, a trash organization, and we're stuck with it for a while. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate someone it. Didn't, someone didn't, didn't get a couple pieces delivered because he went after the Astros and the Texans. Doesn't he know? They'll give you a pizza if you say stuff nice to, about him. So apparently he didn't get his pizza. I will say Dusty would, would clap back at you about <laughs> urgency. He didn't play Jordan. Until yeah, he that, that whole lineup <laughs> thing where you saw urgency. Now, you did see Urgency at the end of the game. Certainly, you did when when it was desperate times. He pinch times. hit Jordan. He pinch hit with Singleton. Oh. He ran Dubon. He you know, and he had well, he had Greg Kessinger waiting on deck. Huge mistake. Huge mistake by the Orioles not to uh, put Dubon on. Um, as far as yeah, I I don't know about that. Listen, the Chronicle this morning has a huge write up, and they have subplots in here. The rotation uncertainty, the outfield makeup, and Diaz's playing time. And those have all been the biggest issues for the Houston Astros this season. All Those three things have really... I mean, you're talking about Dusty and the power struggle. You know who won... Actually, who won the power struggle last offseason was Bagwell and Reggie Jackson. They were talking about less less analytics and more baseball. And Dusty is a baseball guy, not an analytics guy. Dusty's a baseball guy. They, you know, they went out and they got a break. They did made all of these moves that were, you know, baseball thinking and not analytics thinking. And all of them have really bit them. All of those decisions have really bit them at one time or another this season. So what would you attribute the change to why would success breed change as far as how you approach building your roster? Be, I guess because, well, just like... Is that Jim Crane just wanted so to, what a different Dallas, vibe? At, when the Dallas Cowboys won a couple Super Bowls, what did they say? We it don't was, need Jimmy Johnson. Well, it's Jerry, our system. Yeah. Jerry said that. Right. He was wrong. I mean, they did win one a, a well, few after seasons six later. Years, but, yeah. After six years, Jim Crane said, you know what? We can do this yeah, ourselves. But, yeah, but the system, it was, I'm, well, he got rid of Jimmy because of personality conflict. You know, they won their Super Bowl with... Well, uh, with, Jerry's with, ego wouldn't let yeah, Jimmy have with Barry there. Switzer, and, and then right. it all fell apart after that. But but if you want to get rid of guys, I get it, but why wouldn't you just allow the system to remain? Like, the actual way you do things. You want If you want to say, 
it's what we do and I'm the head of what we do, so we're going to win, great. But you're changing what you do. Yeah. You're no longer doing what you did to help win well, all those the, games. Well, we can still do it this Jim Crane has an inner circle of baseball people that he really, really trusts. And those people, and, and listen, I, I don't know why, but in some way, shape, or form, I think he was convinced that, no, we, you know what? All this analytics, getting all of this credit and everything else, baseball is still baseball. We got to, we, you know what? We can do this. There's no more Luno. We didn't like Jim Click. For whatever reason, they didn't like James Click. Maybe he rubbed his personality or. Whatever it was, it wasn't aggressive enough or whatever the, the reason. There's another analytics. We don't need all this analytics. We need, you know what? Baseball is still baseball. Well, turns out you could use all that analytics because it really is what you got you here. Um, and Dusty is part of that. Dusty is part of the baseball. Dusty was part of the decision-making on Abreu, on Montero. on, on He was a big part of it. Jeff, he, Jeff Bagwell, Crane. I don't know what part Reggie Jackson played, whatever the case may be. But Dusty has been making these decisions. And I don't I don't know. I have not ta- spoken with Jim Crane in quite a while. I can't tell you what Jim Crane thinks of all this, but I can't believe that all of these decisions that Dusty is making is pleasing to the organization. I just can't believe it. Because we're looking at the outcomes. We're looking at a team Talent-wise, now they haven't done it on the field because the pitching has been bad. It's been a lot worse than we thought. The hitting has been really inconsistent. It's on the players, no question. This is on the players. But the decision-making by Dusty has certainly played a role in where this team is right now. I think that would be the cover, what you just laid out. The, the, the pitching hasn't been what it's been. The hitting has been inconsistent. That would be the cover for anything that says, oh, we're doing it the wrong way. The, the players haven't just they haven't lived up to what they've been in the past, and that's why we're struggling. Not because of our decision making, not because of who we've uh, signed or or traded for. So that would be if you're defending yeah. them, you're going to use what Make you no laid mistake, out. Make no mistake, though, Dusty's played a role. Oh, definitely. We the it's been confounding, and I don't know other than I'm going with my gut how there's any explanation for a lot of it. But we know that that's part of what baseball people do. We go by feel and what we believe in, and Dusty will you. I talked about it a lot, quite frankly, that what he did in, in winning that winning that World Series kind of stamped him, and, and now he's untouchable. Maybe the Astros organization thought the same, too. We can do it kind of any way we want, considering what we've done. We, yeah. We got our two. No, no, we can do it. We can do it, no matter what way we choose. That's right. That's exactly it. I think I got a little cocky this offseason, yeah. if you want to know the truth. That's, that's, that's been, that's, I think they got really cocky. And we'll find out, listen, there. It is going to be maddening in the postseason when Diaz is just sitting there on the bench because Maldonado is playing, and if Alvarez is DHing, there ain't no room. You're going to see Dubon and McCormick as opposed to Diaz and McCormick. You're going to see Dubon is going to be in the lineup as opposed to Yiner Diaz, and Maldonado is going to be in the lineup because he has because Verlander has to have him, and Fromber has to have him, and more than likely Javier is going to have him. And it is going. It's it's going to be, especially if they don't win and they don't have enough offense. And Maldonado comes up in situations. It is going to be a big point of contention this uh, this off this postseason. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in here, you can. More, you're more than welcome. I want to talk about Houston Powder Coaters. I want to talk about about Robin and what she does. I want to talk about the customer service that is five star. I want to talk about how good Houston Powder Coaters is at what they do, how they've got over 20 years of business experience, how they're customer service oriented, that free pickup and free delivery tells you that, and it doesn't matter where it is. If you if you could hear us, Houston Powder Coaters is going to come and get whatever that is. I mean, you, have, you might have stuff that's really too heavy to move, and they will move it. Now, if it's really, really heavy, they can come to you and do it, especially businesses, if you've got – uh, things that just can't be moved. You want Houston Powder Coaters to come to you. They can do that as well. And if you have any kind of, like, like, like we said, with the Ferris wheel downtown, they did that. Okay. They've done all kinds of things like that for businesses and they do it for you with your patio furniture, with your car parts, with your boat part, whatever it is that you have metal that you want to uh, save. 
You want it to look good. You want it repaired. You want it looking great. You want it looking new or a different color, whatever the case is. You've got it at 281-676-3888. HoustonPowderCoders.com. That's HoustonPowderCoders.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip now. What's the recommended amount of dedicated wham I should have to serve? From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, you got to get in here, someone, 3780 You got any thoughts on anything that we've been talking about? And we didn't say that they went totally, total baseball. Obviously, they're still using analytics, but they didn't have any analytics guys in charge for a while. Yeah, this is in response. And they made those decisions. By ba- baseball people made those decisions. Yeah, this is in response to Dustin who tweeted us. He said, no, 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 they didn't mm-hmm. say they were out on analytics. He said they wanted a balance of analytics and baseball. That's a big difference. I asked him, how, what was the ratio before the season? Because the, the, the discussion was about moving further away from things that worked. So why mm-hmm. would you search out balance if having a lack of balance was leading you to well, the World it, Series uh, Not only that, they wins. made decisions – at that time, by baseball people made those decisions. Baseball people made a decision to give Montero that contract, to give Abreu that contract. Baseball people made the decision to give Javier that contract. Now, we all thought, now who knew that Javier would be what he is? But the Montero contract was, I thought, ridiculous. At the time, said it. I don't, y'all can, I said it. And the Abreu contract, I liked. I liked bringing Abreu here. I ain't an analytics guy. Yeah. You know, cool. and, but at 38 years old to pay him what they did, the irony is that Jim Crane won't give a 30-year-old a 10-year contract because the end of that contract you're going to lose out on. Yeah. But he gave a 38-year-old a $60 million deal, almost $60 million deal. That's exactly what he's against. That's exactly what he doesn't want. And yet, that's what they did for Abreu. According to Jim and Jeff, once again from Dustin, Click was too heavy on the analytics and there wasn't enough baseball consideration. You just won a World Series. Yeah. What do you mean there's not enough? there wasn't enough baseball consideration? Why would you so be strongly against something that worked? It worked. It worked. Now, I know that you had a remarkable effort from your pitching in, in those playoffs, but... Let's move away from what has worked for this organization for years and go back to something, or at least find, try to find balance with something that doesn't work, that hadn't worked in the past. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what's going to make sense, Gilbert? Oh, well, of course. He's, Gil- he's smarter than both of us. Gilbert is with us, trying to outsmart us once again here. And Lance isn't here, so I, I think, Gilbert, are you there? You are here. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be good. Um, Lance is in Germany, and I think he's. I hope he's going to. What do you want him to bring you back? We'll call him from Germany. Okay, bring bring back a cap. A, a what? cap? Oh, yeah, I, I a thought cap. he said a cat. Uh, not a cat. <laughs> a German cat. Want, yeah. What do you no, want? What do you do in Germany? What do you do in Germany right now? Uh, his wife is running in the Berlin Marathon. Do you want a, a marathon cap? Yeah, I think a marathon cap. Okay, we'll tell him. Oh yeah, he's just asking for a cap. You want a, you want a marathon cap, not a soccer team cap. Just a, a Berlin marathon. Do they make Berlin Berlin marathon caps? Well, yeah, I don't. I uh, guess they would have stuff to buy there to yes, show you were there. I would caps. imagine they have caps in Germany. What are you crazy? Yes, and and Lance, I'm going to text them right now. Lance, bring Gilbert What's a on? cap. Yeah, it's the middle of the afternoon there. Yeah. So he should be awake. He's or, awake. Or jet lag. I don't know. Um, but anything else besides the cap? Did you, you did you want to talk with the Astros? That's what you told our, our, our screener, our producer. Astros, I don't know anybody Astros anyway. You're out on them? What did You're you out? Why are you out on the Astros? I just don't, I don't worry about myself anyway. Probably move around anyway. I don't want to get go in the wheelchair for the rest of my life. So. I exercise. Yes, yeah, so you don't care about the Astros because you're just worried about yourself right now. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's more important than the Astros anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. No, that is true. But you told us you want to talk Astros, so you want to talk about being in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Yeah. Do you? Did your doctor tell you that? 
Yeah, the doctor told me that anyway. What's yeah. your doctor's name? Hmm. Yeah, well, 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 I don't move around. I'm going to just hmm. in a wheelchair for the rest answer. of my life. Yeah. I, oh, no, but. Well, you got to move around, Gilbert. Don't, Get up and move around. Who is this doctor, and do you need a second opinion? Do you remember the doctor's name? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the doctor's name. Why not? Why is that a secret? Yeah, don't tell him, Gilbert. He's a bad person. He might use it. <laughs> I might use it. How? How would I use yeah. the doctor's no, name? A, you don't, don't, don't divulge that information, Gilbert. That's too, that's too personal. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. Are you getting up and moving around like you're supposed to? Yeah. Well, I, I, no. You're, you're on the phone. No, obviously, you're not. Are you walking around you on wa- your phone? Yeah. Are you walking around right now? Not right now. We'll sit down. We'll look to you in the radio show. Okay, so oh. when the radio show's over, are you going to get up and walk around? Probably. Okay, I want you to walk around. I want you to do some sit-ups, some sit-ups. jumping jacks. I want you to get some exercise in, Gilbert, so that you're not going to end up in a wheelchair. If you're not going to ask Lance to do that, why are you asking Gilbert to do it? Well, I, yeah, I want really, Lance to do it, yeah, too, right. with the schnitzels out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. So, Gilbert... On Monday, we want to hear about your exercise plan. Yeah. Like how many sit-ups you did, how many jumping jacks. Jumping jacks? How Jumping jacks? Jumping jacks. No, who does jumping jacks? Is he a boxer from the 80s? Yeah. Who does jumping jacks? Yeah. No, 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 no. Jumping jacks. Oh, it was good enough for... Uh, Rocky. Rocky. It's yeah. good enough for Gilbert. Gilbert, you don't have to do jumping jacks. Gilbert, just, remember just when active. Rocky was doing uh, jumping jacks? Yeah. And remember when he put all those boulders on a sled and dragged them through the mountains of Russia? Remember, remember when that? he... Or the Soviet Union at the time? Remember when he chased around a chicken? You want to do that? You got a chicken, Gilbert? Take it for what? To chase it around. To chase a, a chicken around, like like Rocky. Yeah. Okay. So when you catch a chicken, a what chicken. are you going to do? Eat it. Cut its head off and eat it. Nice, Gilbert. I like it. I like the plan. He's not going to cut off a chicken's head. It's right. this yeah, is. I want to get a wheelchair. Where will my health anyway? Yeah, so, we're worried. Yeah, do you, do you forget have, the Astros. We're worried about Gilbert's health. So you have? Do you have the wheelchair right now? No. No. Wait. So what? Wait a minute. He said he's gonna end up in one. So have you? Have you started looking at wheelchairs? Top of the line ones. Have you? Have, have you started shopping and looking what type of wheelchair you're gonna get? No, no, not yet. Yeah, I don't think about that yet. Yeah, I, I don't know if you heard. First. He's not going to do that. He's going to do think, jumping jacks. Eh, he's not. I think you should start to look into that. Uh, maybe get one that's motorized. I don't know if you want to use your oh, arms. That's even so, lazier. Yeah, well, he's not going to want to roll a, a, with his arms. He's going to want a motorized one. Hey, that's it. Lance went to Germany. Can he bring you back a motorized wheelchair? Yeah, that would be nice. Okay. And All right, well, talk to you later, Jim. Uh, talk to you later. He's, he's, he's done. done with you. Your silliness. Your ridiculousness. He's the one who brought up the wheelchair. I can't start to investigate. Lance says he's not in Germany yet. Where he's is in he? Amsterdam with all the prosies. <laughs> Did he want you to say that out I don't loud? Know. <laughs> well, he's been said. The flight to Germany is delayed. Oh, so well, he's, oh, he's in Amsterdam. Okay, now he wants you to bring back a motorized wheelchair. Say that. Send that message to him. <laughs> All right, 743 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You just ruined a, a Gilbert call. Did I? I yeah, thought, with your ridiculous I thought I added some spice because no. I, I didn't feel like it was going anywhere. He wasn't going to do your jumping jacks. He's probably not going to walk around. The possibility of him shopping for motorized wheelchairs, I think mm-hmm. that's something we can look into. Now he wants you to bring back a motorized wheelchair. So when he, call, <laughs> when he calls back in maybe next week, I'm going to ask, hey, did mm-hmm. you start looking into it? I'm going to have prices for him too. Okay. Yeah. And see what he thinks. See, you're, you're like, what? It's he said you're it. A merchant of death. <laughs> I'm okay? not, it's not death. No, uh, no. He, you think he wants me in a wheelchair? No, he's doing jumping jacks he's right not, now. The, well, we're gonna ask him. Did you do sit-ups. Jump, you, Can you okay. see Gilbert doing sit-ups? No chance. No. So what we're gonna do is to set it up. We're we're gonna ask. Did you do your jumping jacks or sit-ups? And if he says mm. no, I'm gonna pull up the prices for wheelchairs because he's he's going down that road. He is. I'm gonna give him the option of avoiding it. But if he doesn't try, that's the next step. It's a family weekend. You know that? Are you at, going, at, at U of H game? No, my family's not It's here, a family. So I'm not going. Yes, family and friends. But my family's You're a friend. Here. Oh, You're who? a friend of the program. <laughs> not the way I'm talking right now. <laughs> to the U of H Sam Houston football game. It's going to be a beautiful night for football. It's going to be great out there. And let's go. You know what? They do need your help on this one. Listen, Sam Houston can play. Sam Houston can play defense. This is going to be just a walkover. This is just another... Sam Houston can go. They they held BYU and uh, Air Force to 27 points combined. 
So this is not going to be – this is not a, a walkthrough. This is not a cakewalk. This is going to be a tough game. Want you out there. Family four-pack special, four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas for just 60 bucks. Individual tickets start at just $20. Get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets, 713-GO-COUGS. We'll be out there. Want you out there as well. going to be a beautiful night for football. Get your tickets today. uhcougars.com slash tickets, 713-GO-COUGS. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We're your daddy. You was a toilet baby. Tiff just popped down like a little old turd. Just... Right down in the bowl. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance. John and Lance. Lance isn't here. Lance is actually waiting on a plane to get to Germany. He's in Amsterdam right now with the quote-unquote prosies. <laughs> prosies. Prosies. Um, well, I don't know. You know, I haven't been to Amsterdam in a long time. Went there in college, but... Uh, yeah, they were sitting in the windows and just... Uh, Is that still a that's thing? That's not a thing anymore, though, yeah. I don't think. I don't I, think they can sit in the windows anymore. Don't they... Wouldn't Amsterdam want to clean up that yeah. particular perception of themselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Derek Stingley Dump. What, in, in the history of the Houston Texans, 20 years from now, which will be remembered more... Uh, unfortunate for the which will be more unfortunate for the Texans. Nick Casario's 2022 draft, where he took Stingley and Kenyon Green in the first round, or where he gave up the 13th, the 33rd, and next year's first rounder for Will Anderson. Well, if the Tex- or CJ Stroud, however you want to look, however at you want to look at it. I think it'll be determined by how bad they are this year. If the Texans are terrible, which is which is possible, and the Cardinals are taking Caleb Williams or Drake May, and one of those two becomes really good as a pro, and CJ Stroud, despite early, what we think is an early, early positives, is just well, an that okay plays quarterback. Into it, that plays into it, though, because if you weren't going to take Caleb Williams anyway, now you could have gotten Marvin Harrison Jr. These if are, he turns out to be great. Yes, but people will point to you gifted the Cardinals a franchise quarterback. Right. So Even though you weren't going to take you, him anyway. And, and, you know, you can say, well, they weren't taking CJ, but they other they wouldn't have taken CJ unless they had gotten Will Anderson. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think you the said, owner with the second down? The owner said, I want. So you, so Lance said, oh, so you're going to tell the head coach, no, the brand new head coach, yes. no, you can't have you can. your Will Anderson you toy? Can, sure. Yes. Sure, you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can tell You're allowed him. to do that. Yes, you're allowed. And if you want to know the truth, would you rather right now have Will Anderson or all of those picks that you gave up? I would rather have all those picks. And I know it's a year away and CJ Stroud could be very good, but honestly, I'd probably rather be. I'd rather have Will Anderson be bad and then go take Caleb Williams next year. You you were assuming when you took that pick, when you made that pick of Will Anderson, that Will Anderson would be a a huge game changer. That is what you're doing when you give up that those picks. Yes. You're, you're not allowing Will Anderson to to gradually get into being an NFL player. You're asking him almost maybe you're not, but the expectations and the, the talk surrounding it becomes how good will Will Anderson be early because of what you you've given up and what you could possibly be missing out on next season because now football people can be very insular. They'll talk about how they ignore the noise. I don't believe any of that. They hear a lot of those guys hear everything. So the talk will be throughout this season and the off season as as the the Texans continue to struggle, that becomes a thing that what that will Anderson pick will mean for the Cardinals and the Cardinals are going to stink themselves and they'll be able to draft whoever they want with their high pick but they'll also be possibly able to use the Texans to draft in a top five too. So there's so much going on, but they put on Will Anderson, and he may not feel it, but the rest of the, I guess, the NFL are talking about it, people. What's that pick going to mean? And if Will Anderson's not an 8-9 sack guy again this year, which is asking a lot of a rookie, it'll be looked at as paying way too much. Is there a ch- 
Listen, some tra- the Herschel Walker trade changed the Cowboys organization, changed the organization. If we look back at this and this changed the Cardinals organization for years and years to come, mm-hmm. in which it possibly could, the haul that they get and have gotten so far for the for that trade, it is going to be. It could it quite it's this could be devastating, especially if the Texans are really really and I I don't I don't know after that Colts game that was one that you pointed to and said boy they got a rookie quarterback they're not any good they you should be better you're at home and it wasn't and close. it wasn't even it wasn't even went really when, close when Richardson was healthy and then even when Gardner Minshew came and now it wasn't close well you can point to if the Texans you'll point to our lack of offensive line but those guys don't play defense and the defense stunk with 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 Stingley on the field and now he's not on the field it's just it's just rough but to answer to go just to go back to answer your original question it'll be once again it'll be the Will Anderson trade particularly if it fuels. And now the Cardinals have been a bad organization, but they did have a run when they had Ken. I think Ken Wisenhunt was the head coach. They, they they lucked into Kurt Warner, and they were good for a little bit with Larry Fitzgerald and Edron James and the rest of those guys. So it's not impossible for them to find a fix for their issues. And if and they competed early, so maybe the coach isn't the disaster we thought considering what he sounded like in the offseason. So if they found a, a competent coach and they draft a great quarterback and they're able to use the Texans pick to draft a great wide receiver they're on their way and you don't want to be the organization that gifted another organization a reboot when you're still in the midst of yours and you're not sure how it's going mm-hmm. um it could be this could be just it's a stingly injury again now another hamstring at now at first somebody said eight weeks now it's possibly four weeks and it, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that he's not on the field again, again. While you know, Sauce Gardner is winning awards and being, I don't know. This is it. Just is this is such a bad look, such a bad with Kenyon Green, how bad he is, and how Stingley not being on the field again, which you could, which you did foresee because he wasn't on the field for LSU. <sighs> just. I don't know, and Jeremy Jeremy Branham. He Jeremy posts a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. He is he's on a, Twitter. He's a serial poster, or X, I guess. X. He's a serial Xer. He um, put out there. Do you want Casario around in 2024? I, they just gave him. I, I don't. This is another one of those. It ain't my. It ain't. This ain't my decision. Um, Casario is the last visible person because there are still people in the organization that are tied to um Easterby and but but Casario is the last person who has any visibility to the public. He's the last link. So I think while they did give him a a different, you know, a a, a title, more responsibility allegedly, whatever the case may be, or that title could move him into the front office as opposed to the general managership, whatever the case may be. Um, the Jack Easterby tie may at some point do him in because he is the last, the last living link. He doesn't even, I would say he doesn't need the Jack Easterby tie. I talked a lot about this particular draft, but you brought up the previous draft. The Sauce Gardner pick is the, is the one that's going to stand out. But the Kendrick Green one, they could have taken Zion Johnson. I believe he made the, he was on this show. Um, Lance got him on the show. Another guard who was picked seventeenth, a couple picks behind Green, and who has started every game as a Charger. Now he has had some ups and downs, but he's on the field and he plays, and they like him. That's another guard they could have taken. So they chose two players, and two players at the same position were picked after them, and have contributed much more to their franchises than the the two players the Texans picked. So I don't think he needs the the Easterby point part of it. The performance is enough to say you have, at least to this point, butchered our first draft where we had all our picks. The second draft, okay, that's up in the air. We like Stroud. But the, the reports are the football people didn't want him. Yeah. So if he wasn't even the guy who wanted Stroud, he'd take Will Anderson and gave up all he could to get him. That's another check mark that says he should go 
Well, I, 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 and here's the problem with it is, uh, were you appeasing your new head coach? Were you making him because the owner forced you to take CJ Stroud? Were you saying, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do because, well, he is the owner. The, uh, we want to, we got to have a quarterback here at, with the number two pick. We're not taking a defensive end with the number two pick when we don't have a quarterback. So you appeased, you did everything in your power to appease a new head coach because that new head coach wanted Will Anderson. I mean, I don't know that you can blame Casario for that. I, I understand the why you do it, but you're the personnel guy and you're the guy making trades. So you, it's you your want, job on the line. Yeah. So you want to appease him by getting getting Will Anderson? Why it shouldn't have been Will Anderson at at all cost. It shouldn't have been Will Anderson no matter what. If the Cardinals offered you provided you a trade scenario where you found it untenable, don't make the trade and tell your coach, "Sorry, they're asking too much. They specifically want our first round pick and I believe in you, but we're probably not going to be great. So yep. we're not giving it up." And if the Cardinals stood firm, Okay, then we'll wait. We'll wait, or we'll see if the Cardinals take Will Anderson or trade trade the pick, and then we'll go. We'll go again with someone else. There's no guarantee he would have gone at three. You could have possibly made a trade with someone else. Well, for Will less. Anderson thought he was going five. See, he so did. there there are opportunities to go pick yeah. him up at, at another spot. It didn't have to be at three. Well, and it didn't have to be your number one pick. It didn't this have what, to be all of that. Yeah, so appeasing D'Amico Ryan's is one thing, but you still have a job and a deal to make. Yeah, and you, how do I put this kindly? You decided to give the Cardinals whatever they wanted to make the deal happen, and that's not how you make a trade. Nope. Uh, you were definitely in a position of weakness. There's no question. All right. 713-780-3776. You want to get in here? I want to talk right now about Chastain Ford going out there tomorrow to the uh, to the game. I hope the Chastains are there. They're, they really support those Cougs. They also support the city of Houston. They're the number one Ford commercial dealer in the city of Houston. And so businesses love what what the Chastangs do for them. You will love it as well. How about this? The 2023 Mustang Mach-E. You can lease a Mach-E for only $449, $449 a month or 0% for 60 months and a $2,000 bonus cash. How about this? That is a heck, heck of a deal. If you're looking for that Mach-E, there's one place to go. 2023 Ford F-150 offering up to $15,000 off. The 2023 F-150 trucks, they have in stock and ready right now to be delivered. They have mobile service. They have pickup and delivery. They come to get your vehicle serviced. They're doing that for me on Monday, as a matter of fact. Got to get uh, something fixed. They got got, got uh, recalls on that vehicle. So they're coming to get it. That's what they do. It's what they do every single day. They do it for you at ChastainFord.com. There's no other dealership you'll go to. Once you deal, do business with Chastain, that's the only place you'll ever do business. ChastainFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead. Just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford.